Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, good morning, everybody. Scott Luton and Greg White with you here on Supply Chain Now. Welcome to today's episode. Greg, special show today. Yeah, 1,000. Episode number 1,000. That is so, un- unbelievable. You know, it, the average podcast, I think, only lasts 12 episodes. Is that right, Scott? You've quoted numbers like that before. So it depends on a couple different sources, but yes, it is. You're you're dead on, folks. Folks, it starts to dawn on them how difficult it is to be consistent and turn out content and monetize the content, and build a business yeah. out of it. So, um, but on the flip side, uh, we're approaching, at least according to ListenNotes.com, three million podcasts across the globe. How about that, Greg? Wow. Wow, that I mean, that is a lot. And I think we have upwards of two and a half million plays ourselves, right? That's right. Something like that. We'd have to do the math, but well, I'll, break, I'll break out my my uh, protractor in a minute. Right. We'll do that math. But um, now, if you ask me to do math, this is going to be a very long episode. <laughs> but hey, folks, to our listeners, uh, thank you for following us all along the way and tuning in and giving us all your feedback. We're going to touch on that in a minute. But really, what Greg and I want to do. Is uh, is share some of the thoughts and observations, kind of behind the scenes. We'll, we'll talk. We'll touch on some some of our favorite uh, guests. We you know we've done a few of these milestone episodes. We'll talk about some of the business observations we've had, both for ours and the industry, right? And some other fun things we hope. Uh, so stick with us here. But you know, Greg, I'll start with before we get into um, you know the kind of the segments here. We've talked about this a lot. I don't think episode numbers mean much to anyone other than the folks that create the content or the show. What are your, what's your thought there? Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I mean, I think it's really impressive. And we we and other podcasters or whatever, live streamers, digital media persons, um, they're re- really impressed with themselves when they hit a big number <laughs> like this. And, and I think a lot of times, and we've had this discussion internally, should we bother with the episode number? I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I wonder if other people think it's cool. Hey, you know what? Whether they like the numbers or not, I'm really thankful that all these people have listened to all these episodes. And I have a feeling some people are going to start calculating because we have several people who listen to virtually everything we do. They're going to start calculating the number of hours that they've spent with us. And they're probably going to consider them themselves part of our <laughs> company or family right? <laughs> as they should they may become dependents they might or they might claim us as dependents right <laughs> depends on how the revenue code works like that but right hey, right but you know I love the point you're making because that's really where we want to start today you know this yeah. is a no frills episode this is Scott and Greg um as as authentic and straightforward and natural as it comes uh big thanks to our listeners around the world who have been on this journey with us uh you know that's been the best part in so many different ways of this journey. And we're going to touch on kind of what, you know, um, how that started and and kind of where we are now. Big thanks to our growing team. We've just added more to the team here just this week. 
uh, they're truly, you know, Greg mentioned the word family. It is a family, right? We're in the trenches together, building something of, of significance and, and on a mission together to do good and to move the needle. And, you know, that team allows Greg and I and all of our hosts and our guests really to amplify the voice of supply chain, you know, be it focused on stories, people, critical issues of our time, you name it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's really where we want to start is, is, you know, offer you our gratitude in a very heartfelt way, because that's been the best part and such an important part of what we've been doing for years now. Greg, your thoughts there? It's all that matters, right? I mean, without listeners, what is the point? And, and, um, and we hear, first of all, we hear from them so much, their ideas and their thoughts and their insights and inputs. Um, and we appreciate every single time that occurs. And of course we know that they are spending their time with us, right. And it's valuable time and, um, just appreciate that so much. And, you know, you're the reason I, I, everybody says this, don't they, but you, you all are the reason that we do this. There's no other reason to do it. I mean, we do think we're pretty important and pretty smart. <laughs> I happen to think Scott is is the best podcast oh. host on, on the planet. Um, and I would <laughs> defy you to find someone else who's as good. I mean, it's like sitting next to Walter Cronkite. Oh, goodness gracious. Somebody like that every day. Really. It really is. And, and frankly, I've enjoyed it every moment mm. of it. So... Um, you just make it, and so many people who are on the show say this whenever they've been on a show, you make it so easy. And mm. that's not an easy thing to do because we've been interviewed by other shows. Um, and, and you know, you are just so conscious of what our audience wants to hear and how they need, they prefer to consume it and, um, you know, what, what we owe to them. Mm. I think that's just, that's the power of supply chain now, just my opinion. Thank, uh, Greg, that's, uh, um, cry, Scott. Inc- uh, <laughs> it's incredible praise. And I, and I, I very much appreciate that. Um, you know, it's important to the whole team that we keep our finger on the pulse of our listeners and, yep. and what are they after and what's important to them? What do they want to hear more about? What's going to help them get a bigger paycheck, grow their organization, you know, solve problems, old and new, all of that stuff is what we're constantly um, seeking to find out. So thank you very much um, and keep the feedback to our listeners. Keep it coming. So as we segue into some of the, some of the other th- thoughts and and um, experiences that we want to share here, you know, Greg, I'm not sure the last time we did a milestone episode, you know, you you and I both, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We don't take these, these podcast milestones too seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's frankly snuck up on us. I think the last last time we did something like this was either six hundred or eight or eight hundred, one or the other. Really, I thought I it was so. five, but okay, yeah, Heck, it could have been five. Uh, um, I remember us and the team doing one. Me and Amanda did one, so may, maybe it was five. But uh, but regardless, we want to share a few eureka moments or and and thoughts in general that we picked up along yeah. the way. And I want to start with, as maybe intuitively, kind of on the content and and on the guests. And Greg, before you share a couple of your thoughts. I want to level set with folks because what I did today, this morning, Greg, as I was doing a little bit of prep for this, is I went back to episode number seven, Greg. And do you know the significance of episode number seven? Uh, was it? Uh, um, no, I don't. <laughs> was it the first time with your own equipment or something? No, it was the first time you and I actually collaborated 
And you were leading a company. I was a guest. That's right. Yes. So that was in, so Greg, that was in November, 2017. At that time, it was before really we had founded the business that is Supply Chain Now. We were cranking out, get this, Greg, one podcast a month, right? How about that? How many do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We, we, it's, it's like two, uh, it's almost two a day, isn't it? I mean, it, it's a lot. It seems close. Uh, at, you, at least an, an episode every Monday through through Friday. All right. Yeah. So that right there uh, easily gets us 20, 30 episodes a month. But, you know, we were talking about back then in November 2017. It's a lot of same stuff. Cloud, Amazon, forecasting, demand mm. sensing. Some of the things that you and we, but you especially are still passionate about. And if you remember, Greg, we picked on the year 1987 a lot. And we don't know why, but we picked on that all, quite a bit. I wonder why that was. <laughs> I, it was just because we were, think about that. So it would have been 30 years ago then. So we were kind of throwing back to 30 years ago. Must have been. Ancient and, history. <laughs> right. Right. One last thing. Uh, and I wish we. That's hilarious. It really is. I wish we had. Um, I brought this clip with me. Maybe that, that's something we'll do down the road. Um, is we had our dear friend uh, Albert Sorto with us right. on the show and El, El, uh, El, uh, Elba Pereja Gallagher. But we were talking about Christmas um, orders and holiday gift buying oh, and stuff. Right. And Albert <laughs> Albert mentioned how he'll talk about something he wants to get and it pops up on his social feed. In 2017, I, yeah. I've heard people say that a lot since, but... I mean, 2017 seems like eons ago, doesn't it? But it really was only five years. And yes. Well, that has been happening for that time. That amount of time is fascinating. Well, so the, the the funny part was, is as passionate as you are now about true demand sensing, right? And planning mm-hmm. and forecasting and all that true demand signals. Um, Albert said something like, that's probably, you know, Facebook or something listening to me. And one of, one of us made a comment. No, that's Greg. He's determining those demand signals from you know, right from the what you're right saying. From my phones. So, that's right. Keep talking, people. But anyway, yeah. that that was a great episode, and folks, we'll try to uh, put some of those old clips together so you yeah. can see it in context. But what about you, Greg? What what's uh what's recent content maybe that comes to mind? Yeah, well, several things. Um, it, it's so hard to um, it's so hard to cut it down to one person or one episode, but the context that you just gave, what we were talking about five years ago that we're still talking about today, we hear that over and over again from people like Mike Griswold, who you can almost hear his frustration. He has been advising companies for over a decade to move into the 2000s or whatever, right? Right. And we hear so many statistics about companies that intend to do certain things. They intend to adopt advanced technology but haven't yet. And, and, you know, back then in 2017, we were having that conversation and we didn't even contemplate that something like COVID could happen, right. And really show the real fragility of the supply chain. But I, I think in general, it's the expertise that we see. It's the fantastic leadership it is. And again, I think this, this goes to how comfortable you make people in the booth. It, goes to how they reveal their real selves when they're in here. And um, you, you can't, you can't hide it. If you're, if you're a great leader or a great inspirational, all right, great leader. I'm thinking, you know, Rick McDonald and Sandra McQuillan, 
um, great inspirational. I'm thinking Big Show Bob Bova and mm. and others, right? I mean, some of them, their personalities are just bigger than life. Real givers, right? Um, you know, the, the people who have uh, um, philanthropies. Or we did an episode on veteran voices where um, some um, veterans with PTSD really shared their inner selves there, right? I think of Stephen Smitley, who, by the way, you know, as dark as the hours were that he described, he is absolutely smoking mm. right now. He is in Not such sure. a great place, been successful. We've partnered with him since that. Anyway, I just think about all the um, impactful people that we have met in every way. I mean, yep. some impacting business, some impacting personal lives. Enrique Alvarez, of course, and his company who spawned the term. I mean, they really inspired me to come up with the term give forward because mm. their business was about giving first, not giving back. Um, and so we just inverted the term and called it give, give forward. But um, I think it's things like that that really uh, hit home. It is the real Hum, uh, what do you call it? The real humanity, right? That you call it, that mm. um, that our our guests share with our audience. Agreed. Man, it, you brought so many memories just in that, what you shared the last couple well, minutes. So I was, I was going to suggest this earlier. And by the way, in case anyone wonders if this was rehearsed, it's not. Um, <laughs> you know, I was thinking, as you think about people or you think about situations, you know, what are some of the names that come immediately to mind or some of the topics or discussions or words? I know you capture what you call T-shirtisms from a lot of people, and there have been a ton of those, right? So That's right. My suggestion is you just shout them out as they come to you. <laughs> so, well, I, I got a couple here. It just so happens this is completely unplanned. Uh, you know, if, if Greg has said anything of the utter truth today, it's that he and I jumped on here with, with our dear friend Justin, who's a great production engineer and, yeah. and then some, and just, we're going to just have a real conversation. What comes to mind here's we're celebrating, you know, a ton of work. Um, but t-shirtisms, you know, that, that's a re something we, we regularly stick with that kind of those moments of brilliance. It's just short enough to mm -hmm. get on the back of a t-shirt and it really folks know what it means and it makes you ready to run through walls oftentimes. So two of those that come to mind here recently, one was probably on a hundred episodes, 150 episodes ago, you and I and Kevin L. Jackson, we're on an episode of The Buzz, right? It's every Monday, the live stream every Monday across social, 12 noon Eastern time. Then we we drop the replay via podcast. And it was around Martin Luther King Day, mm. as I recall. And Kevin, uh, amongst other eloquence uh, that he shared, live a life of consequence. Be consequential. Mm -hmm. And that still rings between my ears. I mean, we, we see what Kevin does regularly. Um, you know, a ton of um, uh, nonprofit work, you know, the new museum down in Galveston is going to change how folks, you know, um, um, think of the Juneteenth holiday, but man, be consequential, whatever you do. Um, yeah. Your quick thought, I got one more I'm going to share in a second, but your quick thoughts on that. Well, that, I mean, there have been so many of those moments, but you know, Kevin with everything that he does gives us opportunities like that. And, you know, a lot of our, fellow hosts of the other shows on the network. Um, they're such special people and mm. um, such experts in their own way, right? And I, Or in their 
I shouldn't say in their own way, in their own field, right? Yep. Um, and I, I, you know, that's something honestly that I really value because, you know, I do things outside of this investment and, um, and technology advisory and yep. board of directors roles and things like that. And, and it's great to have people who are sharing their gifts with the world's world, but aren't just a talking head. They really know this stuff. I mean, so many times um, you see somebody who's an expert because they had a book ghost written for them that makes them sound like an expert. Um, but I mean, these are people who really still do the doing. I mean, yeah. Kevin still advises people on cybersecurity and blockchain and Kelly Barner still uh, the procurement goddess, mm. right? And Corinne, in terms of supply chain planning, she is out there doing it and has been for about two decades. <laughs> Um, right. We never, we never break that card no more. more than two decades, Scott. <laughs> um, and so many more, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, so many people who are still working with us and have worked with us in the past, the supply chain doctor, right? Chris Barnes, yep. um, still out there doing it. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's great to work with a group of people that can offer so much to the world, not because they just have an opinion, but because they may have an opinion but it's because they have a tremendous amount and a tremendous depth of experience, knowledge, and curiosity in terms of continuing to learn. Agreed. Uh, Mary-Kate Saliva, of course, who now uh, leads our veteran voices, you know, Army veteran and uh, outside. Mary-Kate Love, who invented National Supply Chain Day. That is right. And that so was many Mary-Kates. Right. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, Billy Ray Taylor, of course. I mean, you yep. name it. The list of folks that are, that, to your point, are doing it. Uh, they're thought leaders in their space. Uh, they're moving mountains and they're giving forward and doing good all along the way. So uh, one other thing, and, and you know, we really want to make this show not just about like look back moments of shows, right? Mm -hmm. We really want to kind of share some other things behind the scenes. So I just interviewed Crystal York and uh, Greg, you may recall Crystal. Uh, she's been with us a couple different times through the mm -hmm. course of her career. She recently was named the, first, the youngest and the first African-American president of uh, the Southeast region of AME, which is a nonprofit organization oh, wow. out there. So That's awesome. Right. Busting through, you know, setting all kinds of firsts as we, as we talked about. So when I, as I was interviewing her, one of the questions we asked her was, um, hey, what, what would you say to folks? What would you say to kids that want to make their, their own firsts, you know, want to, want to be trailblazers of their own? She a uh, very unique answer. She goes, I dare you. Challenging ooh, those folks. Ooh, I love it. I, me and you both. I, I mean, it was really, that. It, it sent chills up my spine. Um, uh, because you know, we've heard time and time again, you know, see it to be it. As we've talked with all sorts of folks that really want those world models that look like them in different walks of life in those upper echelons of leadership. And it's just, it, it was a wonderful interview. So, so folks check that out. Um, I think we're dropping that on um, by the, you know, just a couple of days after we drop this episode 1000. So let's shift gears a bit though, because you mentioned Give Forward, which is amongst the, uh, we could write a Funk and Wagnalls dictionary on all the genius phrases and words that Greg has coined um, you know, all along the way that educates us all. But it's in many ways, kidding aside, it goes back to purpose. What are you doing for other people, right? Mm. 
Uh, and that purpose is, I think about a couple of things, Greg, you know, our supply chain and procurement awards that, that our whole family got together and, and made happen. And we were able to write a big check collectively to hope for justice, which is out there, you know, leading the fight globally to eradicate modern slavery. I mean, that mm-hmm. is, man, that is noble mission. I think about leveraging logistics for Ukraine, which of course Enrique and the Vector team are leading, but Hey, we're supporting it. We're shouting from the mountaintops, trying to rally the troops to, to help come to the global community that's moving goods that are needed. I think of our work with the now generation, you know, giving a voice to those folks, some of the brightest people you'll meet that are just coming in the industry. We get a lot of feedback that, you know, hearing those voices and what they're thinking, what's between their ears is, are some of their favorite shows. And then finally, you know, Jenny Froome is one of our, one of our dear friends doing great things and uh, really across the African continent. But that series we've invested in for years now, supply chain leadership across Africa, um, you know, really changing the conversations and where they're coming from because there's no shortage of incredible innovative ideas that will change global business that are there in South Africa and beyond really, again, across the African continent. So those are some of the things that come to my mind, Greg, when you think of purpose, what comes to your mind? Well, that's to industry, Scott. That was an organization that basically credited you for their start and and current success. So, uh, I mean, I think, um, you know, we don't just say it, we do it, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't just do it to be able to say it. We just do it. Right. And um, I think that's, you know, there's so many people in our organization and in our audience and in our our supply chain and business and personal circles who are uh, ever so giving of their time, of their talents, of their, um, of their money. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've talked about this. So many people ask us, how do you do it? How do you get started or how do you do it? And, you know, I love to quote Lynn and Larry Pardee <laughs> who encouraged people to, to get, to start sailing because they sailed around the world several times as a couple in a tiny boat. And people asked them, how do you do it? And they said, Start simple, start small, mm. and start now. So whether you're sailing or you're giving, the answer is still the same. Start simple, start small, and start now. And I mean, I'm a sucker. I'm kind of a sucker. Somebody did that thing where they come up to you at the gas station today and said, hey, in, in, in their car and said, hey, you know, we're running low on gas. Can you help me? And I'm just like, I can give you an amount of money in my head. I'm going, I can give you an amount of money that is meaningful to you and meaningless to me. Mm. And, and so that makes it easy. And I know it's probably a scam, but I mean, they had to degrade themselves Mm. to do that. Uh, You know, I hope that that helps them with whatever problem they have, whether it's gas or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer, which is, not always popular at a stoplight, give to all that all who ask of you, mm-hmm. right? Um, chances are almost 100% that they need the money more than you do, even if it's a sham. Yep. Excellent point there. Um, and I just, on the other hand, say, yeah. um, Charity Navigator, <laughs> if you, <laughs> right, if you really want to make sure that you're giving, and there's no harm in that. I mean, you don't have to be a sucker like me. I mean, there's no harm in that, but do run um, the charities that you give to through charitynavigator.org. And they can tell you how efficient they are with the money and give to those that are most efficient. And never forget, Goodwill is not a charity. Mm. It is a for-profit entity with a CEO who makes $2 million a year. 
uh, I really appreciate you brought that up because it illustrates one of the points I'm definitely going to make. Uh, and folks, check out Charity Navigator. Do your due diligence. There's some organizations, unfortunately, that have extremely high overhead, and it really prevents them from serving their mission in a meaningful way. But um, the the frank, honest truth, y'all are hearing it. This is the thousandth and then some example of that. And some of my favorite moments, uh, especially on live programming, <laughs> is when Greg gets on, you know, something's got his attention, oftentimes it's China, and, <laughs> and he gives them, all of that and then some and and some and really you got to sit back and let it go because it's oftentimes it's brilliant number one it's always number two truthful and number three it really it it should be said and so many folks i don't know if it's fear or if it's it's it often goes unsaid so those are some of my favorite you know, uh, Greg's going to tell it like it is moments uh, and Greg that's that makes for uh, at least from my chair. And for many other folks we've heard from, uh, captivating uh, live streaming. How about that? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, um, I have often said and often been told, and I think everyone should take this to heart, there is a difference between you needed to say that and that needed to be said. Right. A lot of people will say something and they'll say, that needed to be said. Did it or did you just feel the need to say it? And <laughs> And sometimes... While I'm doing that, I even wonder myself, but uh, none of it is ever just, it's not hyperbole. It's all factually based. It's all um, truthful it, to the best of my knowledge. Right. right? And, and usually it's, it's an awakening or a warning to people who otherwise don't hear the full truth. Right. And you know, um, part, part of what I do with the commentaries that I do on LinkedIn is that I do a lot of saying what mm. you'd otherwise have to read between the lines for. And um, it's funny you say that, Scott, because I remember, I can't tell you the number of times I've heard this, but it's a lot, hundreds. <laughs> People will say, Greg, you say the things the rest of us only think. Mm. And, and I have to tell you, I'm willing to take the bullet for everyone who thinks that way. I really am. And it's amazing. Um, it's amazing for uh, to have those discussions because I am um, earth first, people first, right? Justice first, um, equality first, all of those things. I mean, I just think that um, those are not political stances, right? Right. Those are human stances, and I think they're stances worth taking. You know, you know, if you really want to get me ranting, talk about China and and slavery. Forced labor, whatever euphemism you want to use, um, you combine those two things, and there's a couple shows in there. Mm. Oh and gosh, mostly yelling shows. <laughs> but in the, again, it needs to be said. There's, there's so often. I mean, heck, we 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 as we uh, met with Tim Nelson, who leads up Hope for Justice nonprofit. I'll check that out. Um, heck, in the hour he spent with us, I think he enlightened both of us in in many of the many of the travesties and unfortunately it's growing in 2022. I'm ashamed to have to say that human slavery, modern is slavery. Is that possible? I know. How is that possible? Um, but nevertheless, so we've kind of talked about content as we kind of reflect a bit. We've kind of talked about purpose and folks, we share, look, we share these things with the utmost humility. 
I mean, they're really important to us, which is why we're talking about it now. Uh, we've got some wonderful partners that work with us to really move the needle and help others. And, and there's a lot of kindred spirits there. Um, and Can we I share about, just one more yeah, thing please, Scott, yeah. that can't possibly be interpreted as bragging because neither of us have, as far as I know, have given to it. I mean, other than a lot of publicity. And that's this the Dave Krejci Foundation. Mm. So... Allison Krejci is a friend of Supply Chain Now. She's the president of, I'm sorry, uh, what's the name of her company? Uh, Wintech Inc. Wintech Inc., right. And her mother, <laughs> Donna Krejci, works with us as an executive producer and former CNN producer. And her dad, her father, Dave Krejci, loves sports, uh, has passed away, but left this incredible legacy of the Dave Krejci Foundation where um, they they make sure that kids that otherwise would not have have sporting gear have sporting gear and mm. and if you want if you want to understand impact um this year they uh made sure that every player at a school in Marietta Georgia called Osborne High School had helmets which they did not and otherwise that team would not have that school would not have been able to field a team to play football, high school football, which has all of all of its virtues of you know building fitness and keeping kids out of trouble and teaching teamwork and all those other things, but also instills a tremendous amount of pride in an organization, a community, and a school. And that that team that almost didn't play, right, almost didn't play football this season, started five and zero. That is thanks directly. To the Dave Krejci Foundation. That yeah. is the kind of impact. I mean, that is the real kind of impact that you can have when when you give. I mean, I, you know, obviously Tim um, and Hope for Justice. It's far more than hope. That's just the name. It's really Action for Justice. But right. um, and you know, they do a ton also. But sometimes it's local and it's small that you see that real, very real impact. And I yeah. am so thankful. Um, so thankful to, of two things. One, that Donna and Dave um, built this legacy. And, and secondly, that Osborne doesn't play my daughter's alma mater, Harrison High School, this season. <laughs> they have been stomping the guts out of everybody. <laughs> uh, what's so funny about that story is is I had Allison on a show uh, not too long ago talking uh, cybersecurity and some of the things that Sapachin leaders need to know. And we talked about that. And we talked about Dave Krejci Foundation and great work they're doing. Well, prior to that show, I was doing a little bit of homework to kind of get a sense of overall ac uh, athletic prowess, I'll call it. Mm. Well, at least to the records I could find in a quick Google search, Osborne High School hadn't had a winning record since at least 2002. And Greg, if you, as you total those numbers, mm -hmm. it ain't real close. Mm. So to hear what they're doing this year, you know, buoyed by the confidence and, and folks that that came together and invested in new helmets and, you know, believed in them to have them undefeated and just killing teams. That is such a great story. Yeah. It's um, really making a good friend of mine, Earl Earhart, who is also a state was, he's a retired state representative uh, in Georgia. It's making him pretty happy because he went to Osborne High School. So Love that. You got to love that, right? I mean, he hasn't, he, he hasn't been in college for a lot of decades. <laughs> <laughs> and and high school for even longer. <laughs> so, 
Um, all right. So we're kind of, t- we were talking content. We're talking purpose. Of course, those are, those and all their many definitions are really important about this journey here that we're celebrating with you, our listeners. Um, and then we've got to kind of, uh, what I'm calling a catch-all bucket, Greg. Mm. A catch-all bucket. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm not sure. That sounds like an episode extender right there. <laughs> no, this I might be saving some of the best stuff for last, and uh-huh. I'll try not to get in trouble. Um, you know, if this catch-all bucket was a flavor at Baskin-Robbins, I'm not sure what flavor we would call it. Um, I'm thinking it's like stone soup, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But all hey, 31. Right, all 31. But one of the things that we talk about a lot, and I think we've experienced a lot through through whether they're um, you know, video podcasts or live streams or webinars. You know, there's always this moment on the front end that we call the pre-show um, that folks are getting together on the platform. We're checking sound. We're, you're, you know, we're kind of talking about what our game plan is. You know, we're getting, oftentimes we're getting to know the folks for the first time. Right. And Greg, we might be gazillionaires if we have recorded most of those pre-shows and dropped them as podcasts. I mean, they're, they're some of the best stuff. You know, sometimes a pre-show, and I'm, and I'm tongue-in-cheek here, sometimes a pre-show is almost even better than some of the best conversations we release. You know, it's funny you say that because uh, it's not always obvious and probably almost never obvious to our audience that people tighten up a little bit when, when the camera goes on and the mic goes on and the red light goes on that says, on air. <laughs> um, and And you can see it. It's not a huge difference, but you can see it. It's almost like, I, I, I think we probably subconsciously do it. We kind of try to help steer them the right direction a little bit, ask them the question in the right way. But you can see it. We do it a little bit too. We'll go off after a show also right. and go, man, that was really good. Uh, you know, sometimes I wonder when we're in the green room after a show, why, do, why don't I ask the question that way? Right, man, that was really good. The way, That answer you gave, that was really good. Um, and I think it's because, I mean, this is just my justification. It's because we're we're trying to pre- pre- present something that is neutral, agnostic, right. as you say, not a sales pitch, even if it's a service provider. We just want you to know their viewpoint on the world and understand what they can do if it's to that viewpoint or, you know, in other ways, um, you know, for their time, they get the opportunity to share what their company does, right? So, um, so anyway, we're trying to keep that agnostic. And I think sometimes I defend that a little too strongly, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Ah, nah, nah. Nothing you do is too strong, man. Uh, no, keep no. it all coming. We need extra doses of Greg White. Um, and they all said, amen. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's, let's, uh, let's talk about, I mean, heck, you're kind of making the next point just kind of dawned on me. You know, uh, Greg and I, and I hope, and Justin, keep me in check here. Uh, this is this is how I feel. Is that what you see here is the same as if you you know caught us at an event or whatever? You know, this is this is a hundred percent authentic, and and we, I laugh a lot. Greg laughs a lot. Uh, sometimes at me, sometimes with me. Um, but our team sometimes irreverently <laughs> about the topics, right? Right. I mean, sometimes we're a little bit cavalier around non terribly serious topics right right well and 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 so two thoughts come to mind first off the the last few years have taught us many things uh and not just the last few years just uh work life business this business journey in general the ups and downs that life and, and business are going to take you but 
always maintaining a healthy sense of humor, right? It's been really important. But also, you know, we're, we, um, um, some folks create content on, in their spare time and love it. Some of the best contents out there. You know, we happen to be creating content while building a business and building a team and, and, and serving many organizations. And, and so when I talk about the sense of humor and we're, we're having fun, I, I had a former, former business partner once tell me that if folks are laughing and they're laughing regularly, that is a great sign. It doesn't mean you're going to build a, a, a billion dollar empire, but man, it is really a great sign. And Greg, that's one thing as I, as I think about our family here and, how we may appear to folks that uh, aren't, you know, rubbing elbows with us. That's a really big part of uh, the culture here, right? It's huge. I mean, we, first of all, we take this industry and the opportunities and, and the failures and the ups and downs and um, the, all the learnings, the fragilities, the resiliencies, all of those other keywords. We take all of that very, very seriously. But at the same time, you do have to kind of sit back and chuckle. And it is fascinating. It, this is another thing. We ought to record what's in the green room because we could do outtakes where Catherine or Amanda or Chantel or Clay, especially, say something that is just so hilarious. <laughs> that um, We had somebody who had blinds in their office the other day. And, um, and no one could figure out how to, how to use the blinds. And Catherine said, it's the blinds leading the blinds. So, <laughs> and we all, we all cracked up, except for the poor guy who was in an office full of blinds, which somehow resolved itself, by the way. I mean, talk about divine intervention. Who knows? Um, but it, you're right. It is. It, uh, you have to have a, a, a healthy dose of humor. Uh, you know, as many people say, if I don't laugh, I'll cry. And, right. um, and what we do is a very serious business. I mean, I think we would all argue, and I think a lot of people would agree with us, finally, after decades, that supply chain is the business, mm. right? Supply chain delivers on every promise you make, from a sales promise to a marketing promise to a branding promise to a corporate identity and a corporate ethicality to a core value promise that your company makes, right? Supply chain touches every one of those things. And it can be very serious and it can be very, very costly. Mm. And, um, and at the same time, you know, and I, I hope, I hope it doesn't come across this way. It's kind of easy for me. And I think for mm. you too, because we've been doing it so long and we've had the benefit of, of doing it a lot, but also of learning from some of the best practitioners in, in the industry every single day. Um, and I think, I think I particularly can be a little bit cavalier with some of the discussions, calling things stupid or this or that or whatever, right? Because they are kind of funny to me. But in the end, I recognize why things are the way they are and that they still need to be um, seriously approached and fixed or or taken opportunity of and that kind of thing. So, yep. But yeah, it is. It's And it is so much fun because mm. we deal with people in, um, you know, in, in a trade that we all know so well. Um, and occasionally we just kind of hit on something where we're like, <laughs> that's, yeah, never thought of it that way before. Oh boy. You're absolutely right. Uh, and, and all of that is very, you know, um, we probably both have been around folks, plenty of folks in our journeys that they're, they're one way in front of people or maybe behind their desk at work or whatever. 
And then when you get them into private, they are completely different. But uh, here it's um, you get what you see um, in, in so many different ways. And, well, and that's a good and way to And some people are tight as a drum 24-7. And right. honestly, I feel sorry for those people because it, <laughs> life must be a real – life's a struggle mm-hmm. enough as it is. I mean, things go wrong, right, and everything. But, man, if you can't just – Every once in a while, just sit back and chuckle a little bit. Um, do your blood life's pressure. Life's got to be good. tough. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's a great segue to this this next uh, thing I wanted to bring up. Um, I don't know how you do that. I, well, I'm not kidding you. Nobody believes that this is unscripted anymore. And I'm telling not. you, folks, it's not. I don't know how he does it, but that's what makes him the greatest host oh, in all of gracious. digital media. It is. Uh, you're too kind. Way too kind. But. Going back to what you're saying a second ago, you know about the good days and the bad days and the things that work and the things that don't work. Yep. You, you know when, when you're building a business, because truly, you know, uh, here we're on a podcast, but between live streams, webinars, virtual events, um, you know, uh, other written content, um, you know, helping campaigns be heard sometimes for the first time when mm-hmm. they're startups and they're going through those those throws. Other times, there are big brands that want to find you know different demographics across our global audience, you name it, helping really amplify um, and, and building a business around amplifying the voice of, of global supply chain. But hey, I'll be the first person to tell you, I'm not going to roll it out and parade it, but we experiment a lot. And if every mm-hmm. experiment's working, you are completely in your comfort zone and you're, and you're not going to you know, find uh, niches and, and find truly innovative ideas. And that brings up me to a, a thought, Greg, mm. because as we're experimenting, not only do we have we experiment and look, you're we're both entrepreneurs. Um, you've done some really big things that that we've talked about in some previous shows, and and I'm proud of to partner with with, with folks like you that have done what you've done. But as we've experimented in supply chain now, you know, all of it's been content shows or talent or hosts or whatever. Some of it has been business relationships, right? And a lot of times, thankfully. We have found kindred spirits that do business the right way, right? Yeah. And yeah. with value and ethics and all of that good stuff. But on the other hand, here and there, we find out folks that when the chips are down, they don't do business the right way. Right. And I, when I was thinking about what we want to share here, you know, we're I'm the last person that airs dirty laundry or anything, but it's really, I think we should be cognizant. You know, especially as someone like me, Greg, we were just talking about it, you know, in the last couple of weeks. It's easier for me to throw trust around and over trust. And then you get burnt and it's like, man, I'm never going to, never going to touch. And you're really pissed. Right. 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 But, um, you know, finding those, those folks uh, to do business with as you're building your business that do it the right way with, with ethics and values. And when I think of what's going into, you know, a thousand episodes, some of those great names certainly come to mind. Your thoughts, Greg? Well, yeah, you know, we, <laughs> so many, so many thoughts here. Um, <laughs> right. You and I just had this discussion while I was at the airport yesterday, right? When people show you who they really are, believe them the first time. That's mm. the best advice that Maya Angelou ever gave any of us, the very best. And she gave a lot of advice. Um, but I, I think, if if you're when you're dealing with um, other entities, I think you also have to recognize that sometimes the pain they inflict on you is it's I, w- I don't want to say not intentional, it's negligent, right? Because people are 
are are for good reason and and um, to their own credit are selfish and very self interested. And you have to be because um, pick a vendor, right? Pick anyone that we work with. I've got a couple in my mind right well, now. I don't right? want you to name them. <laughs> We're thinking of the same person. As a matter of fact, I guarantee it. Um, she has a twin. Um, and, um, we, uh, we are, you know, they are, while they're, they want to be fair to you, they can't help, but they can't overcome their own self-interest. Mm. It is in fact, the concept of enlightened self-interest that you're looking for. And what you have to ask is n- not, I mean, I approach things kind of inversely and, and, I kind of look for what could go wrong or what could uh, what could uh, diverge our interests first and analyze mm. um, analyze business partners that way. And that way I have, a, uh, I think, a more realistic expectation or at least an understanding. And for me, it helps me because I used to think that everybody who even inadvertently did me wrong was trying to screw me, as I used to tell people, and I still love to say. I wouldn't be so paranoid if everyone wasn't out to get me, but, (laughs) but, but it's not always intentional. Sometimes it's just negligence. Right. Right. And you see that a lot in supply chain. You see retailers being negligent to their suppliers and um, having, you know, not nurturing the relationship. Yep. My favorite phrase of COVID. Um, It's too, you know, when, when every, when all the, Toilet paper was hitting the fan. Um, it's too late to make friends now, mm. right? If you've been mistreating your trading partners, and but you're right. I mean, it's not all. It's not always uh, roses and daffodils. Sometimes right. there are some thorns out there, prickly pears. So, so uh, true, Shakespearean. Uh, yeah, that you, but, I, but you know what? The key is however you deal with it, right? Whether you take more of a cautious approach like I do or, or a a generous approach like Scott does, however you deal with it, just keep your eyes open. And the key is to recognize that most people are not trying to harm you or your business. They are just negligent. And if you are aware of what their self-interest might be, you can see where they would um, have the potential to, to do you harm. That's right. Whether they want to or not. And, and there are lessons to be learned there whether it is uh, interpersonal partnerships, supply chain partnerships, all points in between, but really finding those organizations and those leaders that do business the right way. Now, a couple last points, and we're going to let folks have their day back or their evening back or what have you. Um, I think a business leader, some of my favorite conversations and, and really uh, goes beyond content. When I think about you know some some of the lessons that these shows and conversations have taught me, is the most some of the most successful leaders we've sat down with, right? Whether it's in person or remotely or whatever. And these folks are top of the mountain working mm. for either very successful startups or, you know, big time brands, Organic everyone brands, knows. Yeah. Right. So so often these leaders are so humble and so oftentimes painfully honest, even vulnerable. And all of that teaches me time and time again how that allows them to not only garner the trust of their teams, sometimes global workforces, right? But but also then find opportunities because of how they lead. 
you know, these are oftentimes, these are companies that have got so much of it already figured out because they're successful, but mm-hmm. they don't sit on that. And their leaders don't sit on that. And it really portrays the culture of organizations that continue to succeed. And that's been, I mean, for me, I, I sit back and just kind of, um, sometimes I got to close my mouth because it's like, you know, it's like a master class time yeah, and time again. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Your thought. Um, well, I, as I usually do, I had the inverse. I mean, we've seen some, and I have commented on some truly horrible leaders. Very true. Right. One of my favorite um, moments, for sure. Um, <laughs> we, we and, <laughs> and oddly, uh, you know, I was proven right, uh, sadly, for the members of the company, but thankfully they were all saved and baddies were uh, ejected. Yes, thank you. I, I don't know why executed came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but we've twenty twenty two so many leaders at every level, and I think mm. that is one of the most important things that we talk about so much. Is you can lead from anywhere, mm. right? Lead from the front, lead from the back, whatever. But lead from wherever you are, right? You don't have to be Rick McDonald. Um, you, you don't have to be Sandra McQuillan, right? Um, you can be you can be a student. Right. I mean, we had that whole class of Morgan State students who just an unbelievable graduating class of of uh, supply chain now professionals. Right. Mm -hmm. Go on to do great, great things. And we see them all the time with our now, you know, the now generation discussions that we have. Um, Just some incredible leaders. I'm so embarrassed. I cannot remember his name, but he's at Dell. The first one. Oh, come on. It'll come to me. Keep going. I want to say Karthik, but it's not. But it'll, um, it'll come to me. Okay, just shout it when it does. I'll talk slowly <laughs> so you can get a word in. Um, but you know, people like that who are so aware. Karn. 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 Yep. Yep. Um, very good, man. Yeah, um, um, so that's another thing, by the way, gang, that makes him the best <laughs> host ever. He can like recall an episode. That we did six years ago. Well, we haven't done six years. <laughs> five years ago. That's right. Five. And, we'll stick with five. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've seen people leading from everywhere, right? We've seen mentors leading mentees. We've seen mentees teaching mentors things, um, you know, and I just think that that's one of the best lessons that I think anyone could take away from this is, is you can lead from anywhere, Mm. You really can. And and all you have to do is take the reins. It, it might be something small, right? right? It might be culture, you know. Um, sorry, this is a proud dad moment, but my middle daughter, Delaney, was put in charge of culture at her company of now, I think, 4,000 people. Wow. Because when she was the 150th employee, she so, showed some aptitude and initiative there. And CEO was just like, that's yours now. So wow. she even coaches or has coached, I don't know if she still does it actively, has coached the CEO on how to exemplify the culture that he wants to see. Mm. So That is incredible. Hats and that, off. that's great leadership on two fronts. First of all, the CEO for recognizing that, that while I believe the CEO is 100% responsible for, for um, the culture of a company, that he, in his case, needed help to right. keep his own culture and um, needed guidance himself. That's a huge leadership moment. You talk about being vulnerable, right? Um, I think that 
you know, th- those kind of leadership moments and leadership traits are really, really admirable. Agreed. Uh, hats off to Delaney. That's awesome. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so one, one final on my end. And um, you know, for me, this is going to sound really simple, but it's been uh, a mindful practice that's really helped. You know, in, in the entrepreneurial journey, you've got days, Greg, I know you can relate to it. Justin can relate to it. Many of the listeners, whether you're, what, for that matter, whether you're an entrepreneur or a practitioner or, not, right, just or days whatever, work, right? right, the days can come at you some of these days so fast, right? So fast. And folks want you to make decisions or they want uh, resolution or, or they, they want other things, whatever. And, you know, we talk a lot about a, a strong bias for action, you know, deeds, not words. That's, that's core to who we are. But as leaders, since we're talking kind of leaders, uh, best practices there, some days, some of the best things you can do is call timeout, shut down email, sit on a bench in the park. And give your mind an opportunity to actively work a challenge, an innovation, a dilemma, whatever it is. You know, if you if you stay in the do all the time, you're really um, you're going to make some. You're going to make more mistakes than you have to. You're going to make some really bad decisions, pro- probably more than really thinking things through and just taking those those regular moments. So, calling time out is a good thing. Stopping and thinking and not always doing has certainly been a big part of this. Uh, a uh, thousand episode journey or five year journey, whatever you want to call it. Greg, uh, your final thoughts, whether related to that or anything else you want to throw in the kitchen sink here. Yeah. Well, uh, to that point, I think they're, it's really interesting. Um, so we actually had a leadership coach um, at Blue Ridge. And, uh, you know, the first thing he said was if, if you want to know if you've hit the ceiling or are, <laughs> are hitting the wall as a leader. If someone asks you, how was your day? And your answer is, your answer was busy. And that's all you can come up with. Mm. Then you have hit the ceiling as a leader and you, you don't have enough time to reflect and solve, right? You're just doing all the time. I think, uh, you know, you want a simple test. If that's, if that's your answer, when you get home and, and talk to the family, how was your day busy? Right. Um, you're not, you're not um, not only not um, being as productive as you can as a leader, but you're not drinking in everything you can. And I have to tell you, it was a huge challenge for me because I used to watch those television shows where a cop gets into a case and gets way too far into <laughs> it. And then her boss says, you need to take a couple days off. And she's like, no, I'm not going to take the day off. Yes, it's <laughs> that wasn't right. That wasn't a request. That was an order. And then this cop is just like totally dumbfounded, wandering around a park, sits on a bench, sees something small that's yeah. not even related to the case and has a breakthrough. And that happens. It happens when you open your mind to it. And I think yeah. you have to be, as you said, Scott, and you are very good at, be very conscious mm. to give your mind the space to do that. And um, yeah, I think that's important. That, that's hugely important. And, and to be able to reflect um, to check out a little bit, right? And it, it is amazing how often it just happens to you. Yep. Uh, you know? Agreed. Um, Agreed. So where do you do your best thinking, Scott? I'm curious. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I, I, th- I was talking about a park bench 
So we spent a lot of time in Monroe, Georgia, right? right. Our studios in Atlanta. That's where I envisioned when you yes. said that. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a great little uh, square and kind of in front of the local courthouse, and you got kind of like Main Street USA, you know, kind of like the downtown area. So there's a little bit of people watching. You got squirrels and birds, um, you know, and you're just far away enough where you know you're not in the think the the thick of the hustle and bustle. So you got something to kind of occupy your mind as your mind occupies you. Yep. Um, and so that whether it's that whether it's in my backyard for that matter. Um, whether it's uh, driving, I don't know about you, but if I'm driving, I'm solving something <laughs> with my brain. That windshield time, keeping the phone, you know, phone, and sometimes even the radio off. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been some eureka moments for me. How about you? Yeah, driving is a big one for me. Um, you know, hiking or or you know, or going for a walk or whatever is is big. Um, uh, strangely. Waking up in the middle of the night. So really? for for my entire adult career, I've either had a, um, a what used to be called a tape recorder, a digital recorder um, with me. Interesting. Um, or a notepad or a digital recorder, now my phone, uh, next to the bed. Because I'll wake up and not be able to go back to sleep until I spill it. Because uh-huh. I know if I go back to sleep, I'm going to forget it. And sometimes I never come back to it, but occasionally it's one of those things that is, you know, you just solved quantum physics, right? So, okay, I don't even know what quantum physics is. <laughs> Me, makes but, two of us. But, you know, whatever is quantum physics to us is as vexing as that to us, right? That I, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I think actually, weirdly, that, that kind of pop up in the middle of the night. I bet you'll have it. You'll have a uh, you'll have a urge tonight. I bet, and, and you'll have to share the uh, billion dollar idea that hits your brain tonight. Well, <laughs> in fact, we'll drop it in episode number two thousand. So there it's we coming go. soon. That's a good idea. Um, well, folks, uh, you know, hopefully you're still with us as as Greg and I have kind of shared some things that that uh, are important, lighter lighter hearted moments, but also very serious moments of this this journey we're on with you. And certainly with our team, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Amanda, um, you know, who who was right there beside me when it was, you know, episode one before it was, you mm-hmm. know, as we're still figuring out what we're doing. And then, uh, you know, Greg at episode seven, you know, that was a, a, a big moment. And we've had so much fun while uh, moving the needle. And, and amplifying so many of the conversations and topics. Some of them get get a lot of attention, and many of them have not. And we're going to continue you know, to our listeners. That's our commitment to you. You know, what you've seen over the last thousand episodes, especially the better ones, <laughs> um, we're going to continue to deliver on that, that brand promise to you. Content that is of consequence you know, missions, noble missions uh, with lots of purpose that really help others in a very practical way. And that's mm-hmm. core to who we are as people. While all those things, while having some fun, and hopefully you're smiling at least once, maybe maybe laughing at least uh, once an hour. That's what I tell my kids when I drop them off in the morning. Find a way to laugh at least once an hour, right? And they can almost recite that and about seven other things I share with them in a stupid hokey dad sense, but with Good I'll remember it though. 
I hope so. I hope so. They'll forget it from the time they're like 13 <laughs> to about 23, but then they'll come back and go, I'm sorry I was such a brat when I was oh, 13 to 23. Greg, I so much see that. But uh, I want to give you, so uh, we're going to sign off here in just a second. But Greg, we take this, you know, um, we take the, to your point earlier about halfway through. This is very real. This is we're very serious about uh, what we're building, what we're doing uh, in so many different levels here. Uh, your final thought before uh, I sign us out. Not like school, sign us off. I guess signing out. Uh, remember the old days? Signing when- out means we can go to the, to the Dairy Queen, <laughs> right? right? With grandma. I, <laughs> used to sign me out of school. Or to the um, dentist, or to the dentist, which is uh, not fun. Yeah, but anyway. no, never that. Never. Um, yeah, I think, gosh, there's just so much. I, I there's no way to do what what we experience on a day-to-day basis uh, justice in even an hour or whatever this episode's going to take. Ed- edit vigorously, <laughs> Justin, by the way. Um, but, but I, you know, I think the important thing for all of us to recognize is that we are, we are all, and we really believe this, we are all in this together. Mm. Uh, oh, just today. The very first customer of Blue Ridge, my my company, um, called me today and said, you know, we need to talk about, you know, whether we need AI for this or robotic process automation or whatever. And he said, Jurgen Schleter, who is in charge of supply chain at CRP Industries, um, said, you know, I've listened to a couple of your shows about AI and and other advanced technologies and I so locked on that. Oh, you listened. I didn't even hear what he said after that. He may have said, and I think you're an idiot, because I don't know <laughs> what he said after that. But, you know, it's good to know that we are uh, or can reach people like that and, and give them something of value. And, and that is because we truly believe we are in this with you. Look, we don't always, we do still some, but we don't always do this every day like you do. We are not in the thick of it every single day. Um, but we are some days and we're keeping our hand in it and we're trying to be as knowledgeable as we can about the things that you know and deal with every single day mm-hmm. and the things that we can do or we can facilitate or we can uh, prompt people to do that help advance the practice of supply chain and and by virtue of that enhance this global uh, commerce network that exists around the world, mm-hmm. right? So. I mean, I hope we're doing something good. I mean, I know that we are, but I mean, I hope that um, it's it's valuable to people, um, not for our sake, but for theirs. Yep. Well said. Folks, thank you for being with us. Uh, some of you may have been with us through all uh, the first thousand episodes and some other things we've been up to. Uh, some of you may have just joined us in the last, uh, who knows, last couple dozen Four episodes. Minutes. <laughs> and some, that's right. Some of you may have joined us the last uh, four minutes or forty minutes, but we're grateful. We are, like Greg says, we're 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 all in this together. Keep the feedback coming. Uh, feedback, as as uh, Kelly Barner and Phil Addison have said, feedback is certainly a blessing. Uh, but hey, hold on. Also, hold on to your hat because you ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, big finish this year, and just wait to twenty twenty three. So with all of that said, with all of that said, that certainly felt like a Baskin Robbins trip where we we touched on every flavor, mm. but with lots of intent uh and goodwill for all. Uh and and you know, sharing 
you get what you see, you know, sharing, sharing some of the things that really have stopped us in our tracks or made us laugh our, laugh our socks off throughout this journey. Uh, we're going to sign off here and call this episode 1000. And we're going to look back on this maybe in 40 years and say, man, what in the world were they thinking? What a couple of idiots. We <laughs> right. But it is what it is. Folks, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Keep the feedback coming. Uh, hold us accountable to this mission we're on. And with all of that said, on behalf of Greg White and our entire team here, our family here at Supply Chain Now, this is Scott Luton challenging you. Hey, it's all about deeds, not words. Do good, give forward, and be the change that's needed. And with that said, we'll see you next time right back here at Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at SupplyChainNow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now. Supply Chain Now.